I do tend to steer very clear of political subjects, and by no means is this episode meant to convey any political leanings one way or the other on my part. However, this episode does celebrate poor former President George W. Bush's often, shall we say, uh, unconventional use of the English language. <laughs> Bushisms are statements, phrases, pronunciations, possible Freudian slips, misfired attempt at sarcasm, malpropisms, uh, creation of neologisms, splutterisms, stunt words, and ungrammatical subject-verb agreement, as well as common semantic or linguistic errors placed solely in the lap of our former commander-in-chief. <laughs> if that hurts your head, you should try reading them. <laughs> well, luckily you don't have to. Eli's got your back there. So, light one up, sit back, relax, and try to make sense of it if you can. It's stories to get stoned by. I'm the commander, see? I don't need to explain. I do not need to explain why I say things. That's the interesting thing about being president. They misunderestimated me. Pentonville, Arkansas, November 6th, 2000. I'm trying to see if I can remember as much to make it sound like I'm smart on the subject. Answering a question concerning a possible flu pandemic. Cleveland, July 10th, 2007. One of the great things about books is sometimes there are some fantastic pictures. U.S. News and World Report, January 3rd, 2000. I know how hard it is for you to put food on your family. Later, Nashua, New Hampshire, Chamber of Commerce, January 27th, 2000. And so, General, I want to thank you for your service, and I appreciate the fact that you really snatched defeat out of the jaws of those who are trying to defeat us in Iraq. Meeting with Army General, Washington, D.C., March 3rd, 2008. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. Nashville, Tennessee, September 17th, 2002. And there is distrust in Washington. I'm surprised, frankly, at the amount of distrust that exists in this town. And I'm sorry it's the case. And I'll work hard to try to elevate it. He meant to alleviate. Speaking on National Public Radio, January 29th, 2007. I promise you I will listen to what has been said here, even though I wasn't here. At the President's Economic Forum in Waco, Texas, August 13th, 2002. You know, when you give a man more money in his pocket, in this case a woman more money in her pocket to expand the business, 
it uh, they build new buildings and when somebody builds a new building someone has to come and build the building and when the building expanded it prevented additional opportunities for people to work Lancaster Pennsylvania October 3rd 2007 I've heard he's been called Bush's poodle he's bigger than that discussing former British Prime Minister Tony Blair as quoted in the Sun newspaper June 27, 2007. I think I was unprepared for war. On the biggest regret of his presidency, ABC News interview December 1st, 2008. Do you have blacks too? To... Brazilian President Fernando Cordoso, Washington, D.C., November 8, 2001. For every fatal shooting, there are roughly three non-fatal shootings, and folks, this is unacceptable in America. It's just unacceptable, and we're going to do something about it. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, May 14, 2001. Well, I think if you say you're going to do something and don't do it, that's trustworthiness. CNN Online Chat, August 30, 2000. I'm telling you, there's an enemy that would like to attack America. Americans, again, there just is. That's the reality of the world, and I wish him all the very best. Washington, D.C., January 12th, 2009. Throughout our history, the words of the Declaration have inspired immigrants from around the world to set sail to our shores. These immigrants have helped transform 13 small colonies into a great and growing nation of more than 300 people. Charlottesville, Virginia, July 4th, 2008. People say, how can I help on this war against terror? How can I fight evil? You can do so by mentoring a child, by going into a shut-in's house and say, I love you. Washington, D.C., September 19th, 2002. I know what I believe. I will continue to articulate what I believe, and what I believe, I believe what I believe is right. Rome, Italy, July 22nd, 2001. I've reminded the Prime Minister, the American people, Mr. Prime Minister, over the past months that it is not always a given that the United States and America would have a close relationship. Washington, D.C., June 29th, 2006. Tribal sovereignty means that it's sovereign. I mean, you're, uh, you've been given sovereignty and you're viewed as a sovereign entity and therefore the relationship between the federal government and tribes is one between sovereign entities. Washington, D.C., August 6th, 2004. 
We'll let our friends be the peacekeepers, and the great country called America will be the pacemakers. Houston, Texas, September 6, 2000. I'm here to make an announcement that this Thursday, ticket counters and airplanes will fly out of Ronald Reagan airports. Washington, D.C., October 3rd, 2001. I trust God speaks through me. Without that, I couldn't do my job. To a group of Amish she met with privately. July 9th, 2004. You teach a child to read, and he or her will be able to pass a literacy test. Townsend, Tennessee, February 21, 2001. I wish you'd given me this written question ahead of time so I could plan for it. I'm sure something will pop into my head here in the midst of this press conference with all the pressure of trying to come up with answers, but I haven't had it yet. I don't want to sound like I have made no mistakes. I'm confident I have. I just haven't. You just put me on the spot there, and maybe I'm not as quick on my feet as I should be in coming up with one. After being asked to name the biggest mistake he had made, Washington, D.C., April 3rd, 2004. It's important for us to explain to our nation that life is important. It's not only life of babies, but it's life of children living in, you know, the dark dungeons of the Internet. Arlington Heights, Illinois, October 24th, 2000. And so the fact they purchased the machine meant somebody had to make the machine. And when somebody makes a machine, it means there's jobs at the machine-making place. Well, visiting the Silverado Cable Company in Mason, Arizona. May 27th, 2008. We spent a lot of time talking about Africa as we should. Africa is a nation that suffers from incredible disease. Wittenberg, Sweden, June 14, 2001. You know, one of the hardest parts of my job is to connect Iraq to the war on terror. Interview with CBS News' Katie Kirk on September 6, 2006. Rarely is the question asked, is our children learning? Florence. South Carolina, January 11th, 2000. I think it's really important for this great state of baseball to reach out to people of all walks of life to make sure that the sport is inclusive. The best way to do it is to convince little kids how to the beauty of playing baseball. Washington, D.C., February 13th, 2000. And six. I couldn't imagine someone like Osama bin Laden understanding the joy of Hanukkah. At a White House menorah lighting ceremony, Washington, D.C., December 10th, 2001. Those weapons of mass destruction have got to be somewhere. 
joking about his administration's failure to find weapons of mass destruction in Iraq as he narrated a comic slideshow during the Radio and TV Correspondents Association Dinner, Washington, D.C., March 24th, 2004. This is Preservation Month. I appreciate preservation. It's what you do when you run for president. You gotta preserve. Perseverance Month. Los Angeles Times. January 28, 2000. In terms of the economy, look. I inherited a recession. I'm ending on a recession. Washington, D.C., January 12th. 2009. A clear lesson I learned in the museum was that outside forces that tend to divide people up inside their country are unbelievably counterproductive. After <laughs> touring a genocide memorial in Rwanda, February 19th, 2008. This thaw took a while to thaw. It's going to take a while to unthaw. Alexandria, Louisiana, October 20th, 2008. I hear there's rumors on the internets that we're going to have a draft. Presidential debate, St. Louis, Missouri, October 8th, 2004. One has a stronger hand when there's more people playing your same cards. Washington, D.C., October 11th, 2006. You see, the Senate wants to take away some of the powers of the administrative branch. Washington, D.C., September 19th, 2002. If you've got a chicken factory, a chicken plucking factory, or whatever you call them, you know what I'm talking about. Discussing the sorts of jobs many illegal immigrant workers perform in Tip City, Ohio, April 19th, 2007. I'll be long gone before some smart person ever figures out what happened inside this Oval Office. Washington, D.C., May 12, 2008. This is an impressive crowd. The haves and the have-mores. Some people call you the elite. I call you my base. At the 2000 Al Smith Dinner. And they have no disregard for human life. Describing the brutality of Afghan fighters... Washington, D.C., July 15th, 2008. My answer is bring them on. On Iraqi insurgents attacking U.S. forces. Washington, D.C., July 3rd, 2003. I've been in the Bible every day since I've been the president. Washington, D.C., November 12th, 2008. This is still a dangerous world. 
It's a world full of madmen and uncertainty and potential mental losses. Charleston, South Carolina, at a public outdoor speech, January 2000. Oh, the phrase mental losses confused the crowd. It seemed distinctly related to missile launches. The same folks that are bombing innocent people in Iraq were the ones who attacked us in America on September the 11th. Washington, D.C., July 12th, 2007. So I analyzed that and decided I didn't want to be the president during a depression greater than the Great Depression. Or the beginning of a depression greater than the Great Depression. Washington, D.C., December 18th, 2008. Information is moving, you know. Nightly news is one way, of course, but it's also moving through the blogosphere and through the internets. Washington, D.C., May 2nd, 2007. I glance at the headlines just to kind of get a flavor for what's moving. I rarely read the stories and get briefed by people who are probably reading the news themselves. Washington, D.C., September 21st, 2003. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. Washington, D.C., August 5th, 2004. If you don't have any ambitions, the minimum wage job isn't going to get you to where you want to get. For example, in other words, what is your ambitions? And oh, by the way, if that is your ambition, here's what it's going to take to achieve it. Speech to students in Little Rock, Arkansas, August 29, 2002. As yesterday's report card shows, children's do learn when standards are high and results are measured. September 2007. I want to share with you an interesting program for two reasons. One, it's interesting, and two, my wife thought of it, or has actually been involved with it. She didn't think of it, but she thought of it for this speech. Washington, D.C., October 21st, 2008, discussing Play Pumps International, which improves access to clean water in Africa. I think we may agree the past is over. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a meeting with John McCain, May 9th, 2000. I'll be glad to talk about ranching, but I haven't seen the movie. I've heard about it. I hope you go. You know, I hope you go back to the ranch and the farm is what I'm about to say. Explaining that he hasn't seen Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Manhattan, Kansas, January 23, 2006. I was proud the other day when both Republicans and Democrats stood with me in the Rose Garden to announce their support for a clear statement of purpose. You disarm or we will. Speaking about Saddam Hussein and 
Manchester, New Hampshire, October 5th, 2002. If the Iranians were to have a nuclear weapon, they would proliferate. Washington, D.C., March 21st, 2006. Neither in French, nor in English, nor in Mexican. Declining to answer reporters' questions at the Summit of the Americas, Quebec City, Canada, April 21st, 2001. After all, Europe is America's closest ally. Mainz, Germany, February 23rd, 2005. Too many good docs are getting out of the business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their love with women all across this country. Poplar Bruff, Missouri. September 6th, 2004. One year ago today, the time for excuse-making has come to an end. Washington, D.C., January 8th, 2003. One of the very difficult parts of the decision I made on the financial crisis was to use hard-working people's money to help prevent there to be a crisis. Washington, D.C., January 12, 2003. So community colleges are accessible, they're available, they're affordable, their curriculums don't get stuck. In other words, if there's a need for a certain kind of worker, I presume your curriculum's evolved over time. <laughs> Niceville, Florida, August 10, 2004. Rarely is the question asked, is our children learning? I don't think anybody anticipated the breach of the levees. On Good Morning America, September 1, 2005, six days after repeated warnings from experts about the scope of damage expected from Hurricane Katrina. See, in my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in to kind of catapult the propaganda. Grease, New York, May 24th, 2005. The illiteracy level of our children are appalling. Washington, D.C., January 23rd, 2004. What I'm telling you is there's too many junk lawsuits suing too many doctors. Washington, D.C., May 10th, 2007. Trade is an important subject here at Caterpillar, and the reason why is because a lot of the products you make here, you sell to somebody else, sell overseas to another country. That's trade, and yet it's a topic of hot debate. Speaking to workers at the Caterpillar Equipment Company, East Peoria, Illinois, January 30th, 2007. We found the weapons of mass destruction. We found biological laboratories and we'll find more weapons as time goes on. But for those who say we haven't found the banned manufacturing devices or banned weapons, they're wrong. We found them. 
Washington, D.C., May 30th, 2003. Families is where our nation finds hope, where wings take dream. La Crosse, Wisconsin, <laughs> October 18th, 2000. I was not pleased that Hamas has refused to announce his desire to destroy Israel. Washington, D.C., May 4th, 2006. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to come and witness my hanging. George Bush at the dedication of his portrait, Austin, Texas, January 4th, 2002. As you know, these are open forums. You're able to come and listen to what I have to say. Washington, D.C., October 28, 2003. You work three jobs? Uniquely American, isn't it? I mean, that is fantastic that you're doing that. Omaha, Nebraska, February 4th, 2005. I didn't grow up in the ocean. As a matter of fact, near the ocean, I grew up in the desert. Therefore, it was a pleasant contrast to see the ocean, and I particularly like it when I'm fishing. Washington, D.C., September 26, 2008. I would say the best moment of all is when I caught a seven and a half pound largemouth bass in my lake. When asked his best moment in office, an interview with the German newspaper, May 7th, 2006. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Saginaw, Michigan, September 29, 2000. There's a huge trust. I see it all the time when people come up to me and say, I don't want you to let me down again. Boston, October 3rd, 2000. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq, I mean, of the Ukraine, I, Iraq too. Anyway, I'm 75. In an address to George W. Bush Institute, May 18th, 2022. Of all the states that understands local control of schools, Iowa is such a state. George W. Bush. Council Bluffs, Iowa, February 28, 2001. It's in our country's interest to find those who would do harm to us and to get them out of harm's way. Washington, D.C., April 28, 2005. I've been talking to Vincente Fox, the new president of Mexico. I know him to have gas and oil sent to U.S., so we'll not depend on foreign oil. George W. Bush, first presidential debate, October 3rd, 2000. It's your money. You paid for it. La Crosse, Wisconsin, October 18th, 2000. My administration has been calling upon all the leaders in the in the Middle East to do everything they can to stop the violence. 
to tell the different parties involved that peace will never happen. Crawford, Texas, August 13th, 2001. We live in a culture of moral indifference, where movies and videos glamorize violence and tolerance is touted as a great virtue. Texas A&M University, April 6th, 1998. And I believe it was somebody named Jesus who was pushing that crazy trend of Doubting tolerance is a great virtue? The reason we start a war is to fight a war, win a war, thereby causing no more war. Presidential debate, Boston, Massachusetts, October 3rd, 2000. I am mindful of the difference between the executive branch and the legislative branch, I assured all four of these leaders that I know the difference, and that difference is they pass the laws and I execute them. December 20th, 2000. I understand that the unrest in the Middle East creates unrest throughout the region. March 13th, 2002. Over the long term, the most effective way to conserve energy is by using energy more efficiently. May 12th, 2001 It is clear our nation is reliant upon big foreign oil. More and more of our imports come from overseas. September 25th, 2000 It would be a mistake for the United States Senate to allow any kind of human cloning to come out of that chamber. Washington, D.C., April 10th, 2002. There's always a difference of opinion, sometimes between the House and the Senate, whether it's at the state or federal level. Town Hall Meeting, Orlando, Florida, December 4th, 2001. First, let me make it very clear. Poor people aren't necessarily killers. Just because you happen to be not rich doesn't mean you are willing to kill. Washington, D.C., May 19th, 2003. They want the federal government controlling Social Security like it's some sort of federal program. November 2nd, 2000. Let me put it to you bluntly. In a changing world, we want more people to have control over your own life. Handale, Virginia, August 9th, 2004. The ambassador and the general were briefing me on the... The vast majority of Iraqis want to live in a peaceful, free world. And well, we will find those people. And we will bring them to justice. Washington, D.C., October 27th, 2003. It's hard to be successful if you don't make something somebody doesn't want to buy. Arlington, Virginia, March 9th, 2004. 
The war on terror involves Saddam Hussein because of the nature of Saddam Hussein, the history of Saddam Hussein, and his willingness to terrorize himself. Grand Rapids, Michigan, January 29th, 2003. God loves you, and I love you. And you can count on both of us as a powerful message that people who wonder about their future can hear. Los Angeles, California, March 3rd, 2004. My trip to Asia begins here in Japan for an important reason. It begins here because for a century and a half now, America and Japan have formed one of the great and enduring alliances of modern times. From that alliance has come an era of peace in the Pacific. H. W. Bush, Tokyo, February 18th, 2002, who apparently forgot about a little something called World War II. While it may not resonate with Americans or Hispanically nowadays, but after a deep analyzation, I think we shouldn't misunderestimate the decider's embedded way with the English language. He spoke with an emotionality that comprehenders realize now is an incredible part of our culture and should not be disregarded. <laughs> our nation must come together to unite behind the man who was the self-proclaimed master of low expectations, but who still single-handedly securitized the foreign-handed suiciders. A man who proudly stated, my most important job is to defend the homeland, to protect innocent Americans from the deaths of the killers. Okay, even I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I give up. The ludicrousness of it all is just, it's, it's, it's just too much. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's missive of Jason Eli's stories to get stoned by. Once again, we're going to drop these continuing on season two every Sunday morning at 420. And if you like what you're hearing, log on to redcircle.com and hit that sponsor button for me. Or you can find me over at Patreon as well. Become a friend of 420. (laughs) I'm open to suggestion, guys. If you got something you want me to tackle... Just get a hold of me at JasonEli at Hotmail.com, and we're sure to take that under advisory. In the meantime, well, keep your weed dry. We'll catch you next Sunday morning at 420. It's Jason Eli's Stories to Get Stoned By.